Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The following contest is scheduled for 60 minutes. Give me a hell yeah! Oh my god! The rain just exploded! I apologize, you son of a bubbly! I'm better than you, and you know it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new series, 2021 Monday Night Raw. My name's Andy Goldman, and back as usual with my, my good friends, Connor Faraday and Robbie Edwards. Lads, 2020 is behind us. It's a brand new year to look forward to. We've got the Royal Rumble coming up. But before that, we have two very special editions of Wednesday Night Programming Dynamite. NXT are going to put on a clinic for us this coming Wednesday, and it's our job, lads to go through it. I'll go through AEW and Connor, I'll hand to you for NXT. But lads, 2020 is behind us. And in the last episode, we, uh, we had our very first Gory's year-end awards ceremony, which we named the very best and indeed worst of 2020. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And after we released that podcast, uh, Connor was very good enough to give the people of Twitter their say. And lads, the results were very interesting, some of which we, uh, we would agree with and some of which we certainly didn't, but uh, we'll go through them very shortly. But Connor, thank you for doing that. We had, we had quite a good turnout on the, uh, on the polls, didn't we? We did. Um, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. And at the end of the day, Andy, you know, we can sit here and we can give, we can give the awards to whoever we, we think. But at the end of the day, we make this podcast for our listeners. You know, we do it for the listeners and it would be unfair for us to give away these prestigious awards without asking uh, the members of the public and our listeners what they value. And we got some great responses. And listen, guys, we always want you to get involved. You know, tweet us at Monday Night Gore. You can find our individual Twitter handles um, on the page as well. Get involved. Tweet us. Let us know Let us know what you think, what you think we can improve on. You know, we want to hear from you guys. And, and as you said, Andy, we've got, we got some great responses. Oh, so I'm going to go through it. Some of the, some of the, some of the ones are quite obvious, such as uh, Feud of the Year. We, we, we always agreed as a trio that uh, MGF and Cody would take that 60% of our listeners agreed with us. And uh, indeed, Robbie uh, and Connor, I believe you were both in the Bianca Belair camp for Breakout Star of the Year, and you were very much agreed with by the good people of Twitter, 57% of which agreed uh, with you on that one. And Orange Cassidy, my choice, got a, a measly 28.5%. But, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all good traction, you know, it's all good. I'm happy for a bit of debate. Well, there is one result, though, which I am very angry about, which we'll come to very later. Uh, Goldberg, lads, he was the stand-up winner. Robbie, I'll hand over to you for this one, because Goldberg won uh, two awards. I say won two awards. He was, <laughs> he was given two not-so-prestigious awards. Uh, the worst moment of the year, he drew 50-50 with, uh, as well as the worst match of the year. His match with The Fiend got 42.9% uh, of the vote for worst match of the year. What is your reaction to Goldberg winning the very two worst Gory Awards? I'm not surprised. Andy, most wrestling fans agree with me, so I spit facts on this podcast. <laughs> now, people are sick of the sight of him, Andy, I'm sorry, but they buried one of the hottest gimmicks just so they could give him the title to have Reigns Goldberg. I, I, I'm sorry, I've said it over and over again, Andy. It angers me every time I think about it. I don't like Goldberg, and if he comes anywhere close to winning that Royal Rumble in a few weeks' time, no, I... Fuming. I saw someone tweeted earlier, imagine Goldberg Lesnar final two. I was like, 
I don't want to imagine. That'd <laughs> be the worst that? final two yes, ever. Yeah, never. No. no, please, please, please. There can't be people who want to see Goldberg go on a run again and be involved in the title. Hope, I mean, he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. The only thing I would like, Andy, is if Roman Reigns ran through him, speared him once, and Goldberg just flopped like a salmon, and that was it. But be mildly insane. You do it in Saudi Arabia, so please don't do it at WrestleMania. But yeah, I'm not surprised he won those awards, Andy, because I imagine, I remember the reaction when he beat Fiend. Social media was in disarray, and yeah. fans were not impressed. So, and they're probably still not impressed because the Fiend arguably has recovered since then and has been built up quite well, but still it was damaging, very damaging at the time. So, um, yeah, people agree with me. Good stuff. And yeah, you're quite right, Rob. People do agree with you and uh, people agree with us on the Young Bucks. They won the tag team of the year all. 71% of those uh, agreed with that particular statement. And speaking of the Young Bucks, they also won te- uh, match of the year with a considerable amount of vote. Dynamite won TV show of the year. Uh, agreed with us there. Um, in terms of Goldberg, he was also nominated for the uh, worst wrestler of the year or the least favourite award, but he didn't get that one, Robbie. That one went and said to another one of your your dear, close, personal favourites, Nia Jax, with a, a whopping 66.7% of the vote. Connor, I'll start with you. Poor Nia. Did she, she, did she deserve that? Do you, know what? Do you know what, Andy? I was listening to the podcast back because I like to I like to listen back and I like to see you know what I could potentially do better and uh, what was really good. I think it was a little bit harsh on on Nia Jackson. I don't like being too mean. I mean, listen, you know, we we, we come on here, we say what we what we want, what we think, and I did feel a little bit bad, but I I was speaking the truth, Andy, and and the listeners the listeners agree. I I feel uncomfortable every time I watch her. I think she's unsafe. I think she seriously needs to go back to the performance centre just for a few months and just clean up a few moves. Um, I'm, I'm sure she's a lovely woman. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to meet her or speak to her, but I'm sure she's a, an absolutely uh, great lady. And um, I'm sure she's, she's lovely and it's no disrespect to her. I, I just feel... And sometimes I think she doesn't mean to. I think just her pure size over her opponents, sometimes she's naturally going to be much stronger than she thinks she is. She probably goes to throw someone thinking, oh, I'm not actually putting that much effort into it. But because she's so much bigger than the likes of an Alexa Bliss or a Kyrie Sane, and as soon as she throws them, they go absolutely flying and end up landing on their neck. So I think, sadly, I think if we're going on the, the gory point of view, she did deserve to win it. But, but no disrespect to, to Nia Jax. And, and she's great on the mic. So, you know, if she, she just brushes up a little bit in the ring, she could be a great competitor in the future. Indeed. I think we can agree with that one. She's, she's um, the only... Um woman to announce her entry into the rumble so far so mm. big things could be coming nice way. Well, you never know she'll be main event in wrestlemania and the end kill someone in the yes. main event or she could prove us prove us all wrong she could she could yeah. i'm, sure that, I'm pretty sure like, the last time she got a big wrestlemania match she like gave alexa bliss concussion or something something along those lines oh. <laughs> WrestleMania, that's for sure she was Samoan drop off the top rope which was brutal oh, my word i know yeah. it was a, it was a have, have a watch back of that rob you'll, uh, you'll i think i have seen it oh. Oh, God. uh the best moment of the year now this was a nice one uh, we said undertaker's uh Farewell. The people of Twitter gave it to Brody Lee's debut, 62.5%. I don't think any of us can uh, argue with that one, and uh, indeed won't. Return of the year, Edge, 75%. That was one of the biggest swings uh, to say that Edge was the greatest return of the year. 75% of people, three quarters, agree with that one. I don't think we can really disagree with that one, lads. Is Edge someone you'd like to see? We'll come on to the Royal Rumble uh, in, in the weeks to come, but is Edge someone you'd like to see in that match? Because, Connor, that's where he returned 
uh, a year ago. I would, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not quite sure what the status of his injury is. Um, obviously, um, his wife, Beth Phoenix, is still um, doing NXT from home. So I, I don't know if that's anything to do with with anything or if that's just the, the pure travelling's too far for her. Um, we haven't heard from him since his injury. Obviously, Randy Orton's gone off to have his feud with, with, the, uh, with the Fiend, which you would presume would go um, to the Rumble and beyond. So... Um, yeah, maybe Andy. I mean, I'm not quite sure where he would sort of come back into it. Um, and it's not, it's never going to be how it was last year, last year, is it? But I think, yeah, I'd definitely like to see him come back and, and I'd like to see him face Randy Orton again. I feel like that had more legs to go and obviously the injury kind of disrupted it. And obviously they had to do something a little bit different with Randy, but I'd like to see them sort of come back to that. And yeah, I mean, listen, Andy, I grew up watching Edge as, as did you, and he's been a great competitor. We all thought his career was over. So it's great to see him back. So, so yeah, maybe, um, if, if you're looking for a place in, in the Rumble, put him in. Uh, Rob, three, as I said, three quarters of those are said Edge's return was the best. That did take place at the Royal Rumble. Connor mentioned there Randy Orton. Randy Orton's busy uh, murdering people. Do you think that Edge's return should be at the Rumble? Or do you think that would just be sort of trying to rehash what they did last year? Would you like to see him return another way? Mm, uh, possibly. I wouldn't like to see him win the Rumble. But he's relatively high on the betting odds, which I need to stop looking at because half the time they just irk me. Well, when well when we finish the um the going through the gories, I'll I'll do the, on Sky Bet. I'll just read out the top two yeah. so people okay. know how, where it's at at the moment. Um, but I don't know. I I wouldn't. I'd rather see him win it than like Goldberg because we've seen from his matches with Orton that Edge can still very much go, mm. and he still has a lot to give this company. I mean. To be fair, he matches against either Drew or Reigns. I can imagine people would, wouldn't be too disappointed with a spear off with Reigns. I prefer a spear off with Reigns than a spear off between Goldberg and Reigns because, as I said, Goldberg can't go over five minutes. So, what's the point in that? And I've seen a lot of people talk about the fact he could face Drew, which again wouldn't be awful. But I'm always about, I prefer seeing um, younger talents win the Rumble because it's an sure. opportunity of a lifetime. So, that's why. I'd be against someone like Edge winning it. But I don't mind coming back at the Rumble, Andy. I don't. Um, but obviously, I, as Connor mentioned, we'd, we'd love to see a third match between him and Orton. But that needs to be in front of fans to start with. It's obviously touch. It's not, there are not going to be fans at Rumble, obviously. Touch and go whether you'll have any at Mania. We'll have to see by then what the situation was. But I wouldn't hold my breath at this current point. But... Um, Entirely up to WWE, Andy. I don't think he needs to come back at this point, especially with Randy doing his own thing. It just depends whether they want to get him involved in the title picture, I suppose, which I wouldn't lose sleep over, but I'd much rather see younger talent and upcoming talent be given that opportunity over him, even though people will make the argument, well, he had to retire in 2011 and he could have gone on to win more titles. Does he deserve one more title reign? Possibly, Andy. Possibly. Possibly. But, um, yeah, it has kind of, it's not going to top last year when no. he came back, is it? So um, if he does reappear, yeah, I'll be like, oh, it's Edge, but it just won't be the same. There won't be any fans either. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see what the future holds, Andy. We'll see what happens in the Royal Rumble in a few weeks' time. Well, speaking of the Royal Rumble, that was one of the uh, nominees for pay-per-view of the year. Now, ladies and gents, I'm, 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 very, I'm very happy that you all took part in the poll. I appreciate it greatly. We all appreciate it greatly. However, when it came to the results of the pay-per-view of the year, 
I really hate you. Uh, Revolution was my particular pick for the pay-per-view of the year. I thought it was more or less a shoe-in to get it. Connor, Rob, you, you disagreed with the Royal Rumble, which I thought, you know, I can sort of agree with that. But when we gave it to the good people of Twitter to decide, I thought, OK, here we go. This is where Revolution's going to peak slightly ahead of the Royal Rumble. And TLC, which was also nominated. The Royal Rumble won with 45.5% of the vote. OK, yeah, yeah, fine. TLC came second with 36.4. Revolution came last with only 18.2% of the vote. What idiots took part in these polls? I want to see you. I want to have a word with you people. Come on, lads. Is that really fair? Is, was yeah. Revolution what really the third out of the two? Come on now. Uh, no, I'd, I'd have put TLC, but it was, it was a good shout from you, Rob, actually, to stick TLC in there. Um, Poor from you, Rob. I'd have probably said, no, I'd say Revolution probably a close second to the Rumble. Yeah, not People forget, not it was at the start of the year. Right, I, TLC I was just so it. fresh. Andy, I think it suffered from the fact that it's not fresh in people's minds. The image of Randy Orton setting a lot of Fiend is very much fresh in people's minds. Mm. The TLC, I absolutely loved, to be fair, and it ended the year on a high. So I think that went into a lot of people's thinking. And it could just be that the votes were cast by a lot of WWE fans in the day, Andy, because there are people who refused to watch AEW and refused to portray WWE. So you could just come across then, Andy. But um, I wouldn't lose sleep over it, Andy. No. You're just not very good when it comes to making decisions, Andy. Your, your calls are just very poor. <laughs> Take a long, hard look at yourself. You can't argue with the, you can't argue with the winner. The Rumble, Rumble deserves to no, win. The Rumble was, was a great pay-per-view. That's fine. I just, I just think, I think Revolution deserves a bit more respect. But, you know, hey-ho. We thank everyone for taking part in the polls, even the ones who are, who are thick. Although you say that, Robbie, uh, a good chunk of people, 75%, this was the joint highest winner, uh, rest of the year for the men, John Moxley. So you say a lot of WWE fans answer the polls, but, you know, John Moxley couldn't have won that without some AW faithfuls who represent... OK, well, then that backs up my point that you're stupid, because then it can't be. It must be <laughs> AW and WWE fans. You just, just, you just hurt yourself there, Andy, because clearly no, no, no. people just don't agree with you that Revolution was that good. No, Personally, uh, Revolution had match of the year, it got something. Yes. But take that, that tag team match was incredible. I think that just kind of took it out of everyone. It, 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 yeah, sorry. Oh, the, well, people, the people have spoken. Thanks for ruining my my, my day, but yeah, uh, I've, I've, I've killed the mood, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> but John Moxley did win by a landslide, uh, and that wasn't massively unexpected. We did debate a lot on who would win the male superstar of the year, but I think we can uh, we can agree that Moxley was a fine choice in that one, and uh, three quarters of people agreed. Now, though, we come to the real talking point: the women, women's division, the uh, the women's wrestler of the year. The nominees were Sasha Banks. And uh, Diana Perazzo, the uh, Impact Women's World Champ, and uh, Connor, you stated you stated your claim, and you know what? I think the people of Twitter did listen because she did get a, a chunk of the votes. Uh, but Sasha did win with sixty nine point two percent of votes, and Diana came with a, a respectable thirty one. Um, what do you make of those results, Connor? Were you, were you happy that Diana got a bit of a? You know what, mate? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, mate. Hundred percent. I think. Listen, you can't argue, can you? I mean, Sasha Banks had a hell of a year. Um, you know, and and I, I can't take that away from her. She's probably rightly wins it. But I just wanted to shine a bit of a light on Impact Wrestling, shine a bit of a light on Diana Perazzo, you know, someone who has basically had to rebuild her career and has, has done very well at it. I just wanted to sort of highlight a point of something that maybe people probably don't know about. And, and as I found out, what do you say, was it 31%? Way more, I thought it would just be like, well, 
zero or like 10 percent or something you know what i mean so better than i thought and yeah listen you can't begrudge sasha banks can you she had a hell of a year and she's still smacked down women's champion and probably will be for a while indeed but uh rob you've said anyone who fails to pick banks as a fool whereas connor you said yeah. diana prazo all day long i do believe connor that diana herself liked your tweet so i'm sure she voted for herself uh, which makes uh, yeah. that null and void for uh Breach of interest. We don't know that. She's probably got better things to do than vote on our gory. We are a very high class podcast, but I think she might be a little bit too busy for that. Well, I don't know. She liked your tweet, so I'm sure she saw the nomination. I'm sure she, she if she liked it. your tweet, she would have seen. If she's not been, then she's not had the motivation Listen, to vote. She probably, like, she probably liked my tweet because she just, she just loves my Twitter page. I mean, who does not love my Twitter page? It's great stuff on there. Check, Check it out, out. at Connor Fuherty with an extra Y on the end. Ooh, an extra Y. Don't forget that one, guys. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, and that, that brings an end to the Gories. It was a very successful event, which we enjoyed doing. And we'll very say, good fun, lads. I have it to was say. Good very fun. good fun. Uh, right then, lads. Now it's time to turn our attentions to the new year. It is a new year. 2021 has arrived. Uh, hopefully we'll put all the nastiness of 2020 behind us and start... Uh, Wednesday nights especially with a bit of a bang we have AEW New Year's Smash a two-night event taking place this Wednesday and the following Wednesday uh, various titles on the line big titles on the line big names uh, certainly advertised and uh, NXT New Year's Evil which um, is taking place uh, this Wednesday as well with five matches very tasty matches uh, to announce for those ones but we're going to start with AEW New Year's Smash we should before we go on to this just make a, a note and a point of how wonderful the Brody Lee tribute show was, lads. I mean, it was a very special event. I thought they conducted themselves with a load of dignity. Uh, the involvement from Brody Lee's family, his wife, and especially his son, Brody Lee Jr., was, um, was beautiful, to put it very mildly. It was a, it was a wonderful show. Um, Rob, they got the tone just right, didn't they? It never became mm. too campy, it never became too emotive. It was just the right thing to do. Oh, it was brilliant, Andy. Didn't it get the highest-rated show of the year or something. It got highest rated something along those lines. Yeah, it was it was one of the highest rated shows that AEW put on this year and I think uh, it was the, one of the highest gaps between NXT and Dynamite, which I'm sure, you know, yeah. I don't think because a lot of people I don't think NXT, on their NXT ratings won't, because no. You know. NXT won't begrudge. No. The rate. I don't think they'll read too much into the ratings this week. But see, it was just a, a it was brilliantly done and there were obviously comedy elements thrown there as well. I loved the bit when um Brody did Brody Lee Jr. hit MJF on the head. But it was brilliant. brilliant MJF playing, playing his part for the book. And the tribute at the end, I think, had everyone in, in absolute bits. It was absolutely wonderful. And it's just brilliantly done. And, and obviously, there have been clips on Ireland as well. Um, I've seen the clip where um, he co-signs Adam Cole. That's, a, that's adorable, that. Yeah. That clip on Twitter, where he's living style. Brilliantly done. Which makes me love Adam Cole even more. The man's an absolute legend. But um, sorry, I'm going off topic. But yeah, it was a brilliant um, tribute, wonderful tribute. And um, it was just perfect way to say goodbye to a man who would be sorely missed at Dynamite and across wrestling as a whole. Uh, I suppose Connor so often wrestling tries to uh, get emotions drawn from a viewer. But uh, sometimes real life is, is just far more emotional than uh, fiction. And that was proved, that was proven on, on Wednesday night. What do you make of it? The most emotional part, Andy, was when members of the Dark Order were well enough after their um, after their matches, and obviously the appearance of Eric Rowan as well. And he had the sign, and he pointed up to the sky. Things like that was where it nearly got me, <clears throat> nearly got me crying. Um, I, I thought they did it absolutely perfectly. I thought the matches were great. I think it was completely the right decision for a, a Dark Order clean sweep. 
Um, I loved the main event, which I believe was chosen by Brady Lee's son, Brady Lee Jr. Minus one, they're calling him now in the Dark Order, which I think is is very, very sweet. And the ending as well, where um, Tony Khan basically retired the um, the TNT Championship, gave it to Brody Lee Jr. And, and uh, Darby Allen now will uh, rock a new TNT um, belt when we next when we I think it's this week, isn't it? He's up against right. Brian Cage, so we should see it. Um, oh, no, next week, week. I believe. Or no, it'd be next week. Next week, sorry. So we should see it next week. Um, but it was it was beautiful, and it, it was one hundred percent the right thing to do. And I, I tweeted out from our account, but you have to take your hat off and um, applaud Tony Khan and the whole AW team because they basically put together a show um, in the last minute, taped it, and put it out. And I think they just got the whole balance correctly. They managed to get a crowd in there as well, which I, which I thought was beautiful as well. The crowd were right behind it, and it's entirely the right thing thing to do, um, Andy. I've I've also was listening to. Um, Chris Jericho's podcast, I haven't quite finished it yet, but he's basically done a whole two-hour tribute to um, Mr. Brody Lee and he's got people like Arne Anderson on there, FTR and all that kind of stuff. And everyone just basically saying what, what a great man he was and how he wasn't really fully utilised at WWE. And when he went to AEW, they had plans for him. You know, they had they had plans and there was plans for him to go for the main belt as well, to grow the Dark Order. Um, which is really, really sad. But I, I think they did it absolutely perfectly. And it was a joy to watch. It was an absolute pleasure to watch. You know, in a world of negativity, I think that was a, a lovely shining light of how people can come together. Absolutely. And he made the Dark Order, because before he came, the Dark Order was very much on the ropes. Well, you it hated it, Andy, you I was not a fan. I thought it was pointless. You I thought it had it. no direction. As soon as he came in, it just all fell into place. And they you became knew what they were about, didn't Exactly. You? Became one of the most entertaining parts of the show. And now that he's gone, I think he's left them in a good place. And I think, uh, especially after show Wednesday, I think uh, they still have a purpose uh, as well. Uh, but as for New Year's Smash, it's uh, the first show of the New Year for AEW. We'll talk about night one first, and we'll go on to night two. We're not going to go into great detail as on individual matches because there is a lot to get through. It's 10 overall across the two nights and not to mention we have to, do, uh, we have to fit in uh, NXT's New Year's show as well. So we'll spend more time on others. Uh, but Jake Hager versus Wardlow, uh, very quickly. Um, Rob, I'll start with you. Who have you got for this one? Buzzing for the match. Arguably the match I'm most excited for. I'm not going to lie because it's two absolute units in the ring together. Uh, tough to call. Very tough to call. And... I mean, fans of both of them. I think they've both got bright futures in the company. But I'm going to go with Wardlow in this one simply for the fact that I feel like him and MJF will start to grow in influence in terms of the inner circle. I believe that is a route they're going to start to head down. So MJF will start to take control almost. And it would be fitting that his right-hand man um, starts to elevate by getting this victory over Chris Jericho's right-hand man. So um, but it'll be a very tight and hard-fought match between the two. But I'm going to go Wardlow in this one. Colin, it's, sort of a, it's been a sub-storyline with this one because they never d- directly had a storyline going on, but they've always had that tension. They always stare at each other. So it was inevitable they were going to have a match. Uh, both men, especially Wardlow, very rare, rarely wrestle one-on-one matches in AEW. Often it's a tag match. When Wardlow had his one-on-match one match with Cody, we knew how amazing that was, the seal cage match. Uh, Hager is impressed as well with the likes of Dustin Rhodes. I'm firstly going with Wardlow as well, for the reasons Rob mentioned. Who do you have for this one? I'm going to disagree with you, boys, and I'm going to go for Jake Hager. Now, the reason I'm going to go for Jake Hager is I think Jake Hager will beat him, and then I think MJF will start to turn his back on Wardlow. MJF will grow influence 
in the inner circle, get Pally with Chris Jericho. And I think he'll t- end up turning his back on Wardlow and basically get kicking Wardlow out of um, the inner circle. And then Wardlow can kind of go off his own way or potentially have a feud with, with MJF. So for me, I'm going to disagree with you and I'm going to go for Jake Hager. Good stuff. Bit of difference. Like to see it. Uh, next, the Young Bucks attack champs uh, and SCU as Daniels and Kazarian taking on the acclaimed and everyone's favourite tag team, the Hybrid 2. Robbie, I'll start with you on this one. Your, your favourites, the Hybrid 2. Uh, are you going for them or are you going for the, uh, the other team? I love to place them, Andy, but sadly I don't see them winning. No. Um, the Bucks, simply because the tag team champions will go over. Uh, board of SCU, I'm not going to lie, kind of there. You get rid of them. And I really like the acclaims, Andy. They're a bit different. It's a bit of a shame. I'd rather see acclaim versus Bucks again, to be honest. Hybrid 2 and SCU are don't really care about, I'll be honest with you. I think they've kind of just been chucked in this match because they've got nothing better to do. But uh, yeah, I'll go for the faces to go over this one. Connor, the acclaims are quite new and fresh. Could they get the dub in this one? No. Young Bucks for me. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, can't, you can't have the Young Bucks lose. No. Even, yeah, no, nah, not for me. I think no. Young Bucks will win. I, I like the acclaims, but... Need to see more of them before they can start toppling the likes of the Young Bucks. Sure. That's a, that's a full house on that one. I'll go for the Bucks as well. Uh, next, we do have another interesting one. One that I wish they'd, I, I do wish they'd given more time to, because I feel like it would have, uh, would, have, would have been a bit more of a solid story. But we do have a uh, women's title match. Sheeda, the champ, taking on Abaddon, who uh, we, ha- we have seen a lot of, but not almost enough as I would have liked to have seen uh, but my decision is not influenced by that necessarily. I think they do almost either change a pace at the top. So I'm actually going for Abbott on this one, lads. Even though we haven't seen an, enough of her, I am actually going for a title change just because I think that the women's division does need a shot in the arm. And Abaddon is exactly that. She's a bite in the arm, if anything. Uh, the vampire-esque figure. Uh, I, I almost like the idea that she could win the belt without us knowing that much about her. And um, just going off face value, she's... She seems to be a good talent, and I, th- I think they're just going to go all in on her. So that's going to be my pick. Abaddon to beat Sheila for the women's title. Rob, I'll come to you first. What do you reckon? Interesting claim you make there, Andy. I agree with you on the fact that, once again, I feel this has been a bit poorly. It's not built enough. I think Abaddon, they have an asset, um, a character who is extremely unique, and they need to take advantage of that. But there's just not been enough of it. Some weeks we've seen them, some weeks we haven't. But... Um, I'm still excited for the match because it's a title match at the end of the day. I wouldn't... I mean, it's a good point you make about the women's division does need um, freshening up and perhaps Todd Change would do that. But I'm going to go with Sheeda still because I still feel she has more to give as champion. She's just been booked poorly. I mean, she's had the title since May and I still don't think she's got going. Okay, then you could say let's change the belt again. But they've done that with Nyla Rose and Riho and changing the title didn't really do much either so I'm not sure doing it again would make too much of a difference and I want Sheeda versus Brit again for the belt at some point later down the line so um, I'm going to stick with Sheeda in this one. Connor, Sheeda, Abaddon, who you got? Do you know what boys a couple of weeks ago I always like to stick to what I said and a couple of weeks ago I said I wanted Abaddon to win the win the belt off Sheeda um, and I'm going to stick by that I want Abaddon to win and I think Abaddon will win the only thing that's may go against her is exactly what you said Andy is the lack of kind of build up to this match and I wonder whether they will have the balls so to speak to give Abaddon the title 
and we've not really seen too much of her and she has been a couple of little attacks you know you can see that she is a little bit scared but they haven't really gone all in on it so I wonder like I said if they'll have the balls to do that um but I'm going to stick with what I said a few weeks ago I want Abaddon to win I think Abaddon will win so Abaddon for me good stuff uh now we come to uh uh, another another match which is sort of I think it's just there uh, it's, again you can't forget this is not a pay-per-view this is just uh, an edition of Dynamite that's just been spiced up a little bit for everyone's New Year's entertainment Cody taking on Matt Seidel uh, we haven't seen a great deal from Matt Seidel ever since he fell on his ass on his debut bless him and it's a real shame because he's such a talent but after that moment that's all really I can think about uh, when I think finished, of Matt Andy. Seidel, that's a, it, he was almost finished before he began. This is a good opportunity <laughs> to reintroduce himself to audiences, but I, I don't know. For me, I just I'm going Cody all day long. I don't see why he would lose. I think Team Taz might get involved in this one, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, I like Matt Seidel. I'm sure they'll put in a great match, but I cannot see anyone other than Cody winning. Uh, Rob, are you of the same mind? Yeah, Cody will win. Matt Seidel can't take him too serious, I'm afraid, Andy. What you mentioned. Sorry, I just can't. Really can't. Um, <laughs> I can't. Sorry, I can't. I can't take it too seriously. Oh, I just keep, he's I just a nice guy. Yeah. But he comes on and you just can't really take him seriously, to be honest. Especially with that necklace around his neck as well. You know, I just, I, sorry, I can't take him seriously. And I, he's not going to beat Cody. Is it? I'm sure it will be a decent match. But there's, I don't think there's going to be one point in that match where I'm going to think, oh, there's a shot going to happen here. Cody will just hit him with a crossbow and that'll be it. And Team Taz will probably come out, as you said, and get involved somewhat. But... Yeah, this isn't a match I'm too interested in. But I have to remember, as you said, Andy, it is technically just a dynamite. So mm. there, there are going to be matches on there that I'm not going to be as excited for others. So, Cody for the win in this one. Uh, Connor? Yeah, weird one, this. I'm not really sure where it's come from. Um, we haven't really, Like you said, we haven't really seen a lot of Matt Seidel and Cody's kind of been in stuff with Darby Allen and Team Taz and things like that. I'm not really sure where this has come from. So... Bit of a strange one. I won't dwell on it too long. I think probably Cody will, will take the win. I'd be surprised if he loses. Very quick point, though. I, I, after the promo cut by um, Sean Spears, I, I have a sneaky suspicion he could get involved in some way. Maybe a double DQ finish. So he should. And the man is underused. Well, that Sorry, was his... That was his. No, no, you're fine. That was his argument, Rob. That's exactly what you're saying. So this would be a great a match. Lie, yeah, <laughs> that, but this would be a great match, Rob, for him to do that. Would you like to see uh, Gavin, uh, Sean Spears interfere? Yeah, he's underused, man. Freaking love the man. Why is he never on my television? He was. Yeah, he makes a great point. And, uh, and, see, and I think he's. I think he on the mic's brilliant. I think in the ring he's brilliant. I think he looks the part. I don't know why he's not using that. I think maybe not a W World Championship material as of yet, but he certainly should be in the TNT Championship picture not too distant future. He's one of the people who could take off Derby. So I really do think he's a talent. Absolutely. But, stuff. but yeah, if he was to get involved, then it would certainly be a step in the right direction. Good stuff. And uh, last but by definitely no means least, uh, on, on paper where the two men are in this one, uh, this just deserves all the plaudits already because I know it's going to be an unbelievable matchup. Kenny Omega, the world champion, taking on Ray Phoenix, the king of the ropes, one of the most underrated talents uh, on the entire roster. Uh, this one is actually for the belt. So I'm inclined to say that Kenny will win it, and I think Kenny will win it. Um, but if it was a singles match, I think Ray Phoenix would have a good shout here, lads. But I don't know what you think about that. But uh, in terms of this, I'm pretty sure we'll all go for Kenny Omega. Uh, Connor, I'll come to you first this time. What do you reckon? 
He's a busy boy, isn't he, Kenny? He's defending his title here, then he's off to Impact to team up with Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows. Yeah. He's a busy, busy, busy man, isn't he? Um, yeah, I, I think Omega will, will will win this, keep the belt. I mean, like you said, Andy, Ray Phoenix is unbelievable. I mean, I really wanted the Lucha Bros to kind of go for the tag team titles, but obviously now with Pac returning and the kind of the death triangle coming back together I think obviously they've got a bit, bit different now and then obviously you've got Eddie Kingston and all that kind of stuff as well so they've kind of been taken away from that but something I'm hoping for in the future um, or that they'll be going for for the Young Bucks but in terms of this match yeah I mean Kenny's so you know new in his title reign isn't he he's only just getting started I'm loving the whole thing with Don Callis I absolutely love Don Callis I think he's absolutely hilarious yeah. I mean I'm, I'm sure he's somehow going to get involved in this match it might not mean that Kenny wins but he's definitely going to do definitely going to do something some sort of shenanigans um, so I'm very looking forward to it and it's Kenny Omega for me Rob Robert hello Yes, I agree. <laughs> Sorry, I was staring off into the distance. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Kenny's going to win. Um, yeah, I don't see it going any other way than that. Biggest, one of the biggest shocks in wrestling history if um, yeah. he then decides to have a massive swerve to get Ray Phoenix. So I do love, I do absolutely love, and I love Death Triangle, but it's going to be an incredible match. I think it's almost kind of perfect opponent in uh, Omega's first style of defence because it will make him look absolutely incredible. Most of them look incredible because we know how good they are in the ring. But obviously, Colin mentioned the death triangle there. I would love to see them hold all the gold at one point because our Luch Bros are class and one day they will win the tag belts. And Adam Pack, I would love to... Um, he's capable of... We obviously mentioned him going for Derby in an not-too-distant future. And he's world championship material as well. Someday he will get to that level. And they're incredible in the ring as well. So, um, yeah. But in terms of this one, I don't see um, Ray coming out on top. No. One. It'll be Omega, who comes out victorious. Well, I would quite like to see a, maybe an Impact Wrestling uh, feel to this one. Maybe Rich One come out or something. Moose. I don't know. Moose. Moose <laughs> come out. That's right. <laughs> Robbie's favourite, Moose. Moose just- Moose headbutts him and actually <laughs> destroys Omega mid-match. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think don't, just don't touch Moose's suit and you'll be fine, mate. No. Just don't yeah. touch his suit. Moose. I think I think we're bound to see some sort of impact involvement at any time well, this, soon. This is what I was thinking. I mean, if if a you know we always talk about the women's division, don't we? Needing a little spark. Mm. I mean, if they could do something with the Impact Women's Division and the AW Women's Division. I think you'd be on to an absolute winner there. I mean, obviously, I want I want the men's you know division to kind of cross over as well, but I don't think it's that needed because AEW's men's division is great. And since we started watching Impact, I mean, Impact's men's division is, is, is good as well. But you think when the women need a bit of a spot, that might be something that they might look at. So, Andy, you make a fantastic point there. And that is why we have you on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Rob, take that. <laughs> oh, <for God's> <laughs> my my genius is coming out in full force. I, I might need wanna, the Sean Spears one, but this one as well. Uh, right, now we come to night two, lads. Again, we've got to rattle through this one because I want to save as plenty of time as possible for NXT because that show is stacked as well. Uh, very quickly, Pac, we just mentioned him there, uh, versus Eddie Kingston. Could go either way, really, because Eddie Kingston has been on a roll, really, since uh, his, his loss. He's, only, he's, only, he's one of the few wrestlers that loses, and yet, for me, just doesn't lose any character. I think it's very, very intriguing how he is able to do that. I have him to lose here again to Pac. I think Pac will get the dub because he's freshly returned. He was on a roll before he left, and he's been on a roll since since uh, then. Uh, Rob, you're laughing at me. Did you see that? He was laughing, but he wasn't moving. Did you no. notice that? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, I think my connection's going poorly. I oh, do. I, 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 Are you fine yeah, now? Sorry, you're fine now. It's just before. I just heard you Were laughing. You I was like, oh. 
Oh, I laughed at the bit when you said um, uh, Kingston's been doing well, but I have him to lose here. That's oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I do, yeah. But uh, are you, do you agree, Rob? Do you think Pack will win this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes zero sense for him to lose on his comeback. I love Eddie's pieces. I do, and on the mic, I think. Well, yes, there, Rob. He, he is, is your dad. He's not my dad. He's uh, don't confuse. He's not my dad. People. Oh. Well, he's, he shares a name as a relevant to my family heritage, but that, that's, that's not. He's not my actual dad. I would. I mean, I love my dad's pieces. But if I was the son of Eddie Peterson and I was just sat here in Stubbington, England, not doing much of my life, working at Amazon, then I think he'd be extremely disappointed in me. But um, how has this happened? I don't know. Well, I've gone very much off topic, but. Um, Oh, I've lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Just, you um, just said he's Pac brilliant will win, on the mic, uh, Eddie. I think that's why. He's... Yeah, Pack will win. But you mentioned the fact that um, Kingston loses, but then doesn't lose ultimately because hmm. I think on the mic he's just absolutely incredible. He saves you know, himself, so. yeah. And he, he he gives us good matches as well, and I think it's been a good match. But Pack will come out on top in this one. Uh, Makes sense. Good stuff, uh, Connor. Quickly, Pack. Uh, yes or no? All day long, mate. Good. Okay, now we go to Miro taking on Chucky Taylor of the best friends. Uh, this is one of the few times we're going to see Miro one-on-one, which I'm very excited for. And if he doesn't win, I will be incredibly surprised. Uh, Connor, yes to Miro winning, I assume? Miro to win in under two minutes. Ooh, good shout, good shout. Bold good prediction, going to chuck it out there. Fair, fair play to you. If that's true, I'll give you a bonus point in the... Uh, in the, <laughs> race, in, in the uh, in the battle for the predictions championship, which I still hold, by the way, lads, and the, the title is on the line. And this is the, the amount of matches actually. We've got big predictions this one because unless you've got NXT as well, so I'll keep a tally of that and then we'll add them up on, okay. on the next next week's episode. I look forward to it. Uh, Rob, you with Camp Miro as well? Hello, Rob. Earth, Earth, Earth to Rob. all over the place. I'm really, oh, no. my internet connection is very unstable. It's giving you both, um, um, uh, Miro. Yeah. Yes. I agree with Connor. He could destroy poor Chuck Taylor here, which is he a could. shame. He's like Chuck Taylor. But what do you mean good? That's, that's harsh. Well, no, it's mainly for Miro. I want Why to see, you? I want to see him destroy. That's what Miro is oh, good at. I, I like Chuck. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I like Chuck. Yeah. Do you think, um, what's his face, Kip and Penelope's wedding, he's going to like try to kill Kip when he's about to marry Penelope? It's possible, yeah. I wouldn't be too surprised, and it's a good shout from you. Um, I think I, I don't think I don't think Mirror's place is really uh, in singles. Uh, it's in tag team competitions. He's a singles wrestler, in my opinion. And Connor, I assume you agree with that. You you like to see Mirror break out? Oh, mate, I want to just see him break out now. I mean, big fan of Kit, big fan of Penelope, but let let them do something else. You know what I mean, and get Mirror going on on his own. Um, I think that's probably the best the best thing to do, really. Indeed. Uh, and now, Connor, one of our favourites, Sando Rosa, is taking on uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, which has been a, a nicely told story, staggered story throughout the week. Some weeks it's on, some weeks it's not. But nonetheless, I think it's been built fairly well to the point that I do want to see the match happen now. Um, I think selfishly we'd like Thunder Rosa to win because we're big fans of Thunder Rosa. But is there any chance that Britt could get the dub in this one? Do you know what, Andy? When I was looking through the you know, the matches, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very good. I, I do my research before I come on, I come on to the podcast. And, and most of these matches, I had a, a good idea who I thought was going to win. And this one still stumps me. It still, still stumps me because I genuinely 
don't know which way they're going to do this because they could do this both ways. You know, they could start, um, you know, pushing Brit towards going for Hikaru Shida, or they could, they could, you know, throw in a Thunder Rosa win and, and have Brit have a meltdown. It's, yeah. it, it's such a tough one to call for me. I, I think, you know, listen, Britt Baker was my favourite um, women's wrestler in the whole division when, when it started. Um, she still is. I, you know, I stick to my guns and, and um, I stick by what I say, but I'm a massive fan of Thunder Rosa as well. So I think for me, it's really, really difficult to call. Um, but, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think Brit will win. Oof. But it won't. But I don't think it will be clean if Brit wins. I think okay. it, something will something will happen. Well, she'll um, have Reba just, on the outside. Don't forget. I just it. feel that she's always in and around a push, and she hasn't quite had that push yet. And I'm starting to think we need to freshen up in the women's division. This could be a great sort of platform for her. She could win this match and then potentially go on and 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 face Thunder again, and then go on to the next level or she could lose and then she wants to get revenge on thunder etc etc but i really don't know but if i had to put my neck on the line i'll say brit baker and i've agreed with you there i've gone for brit as well but that was incredibly close call oh i think for me that was the toughest one for yeah. me to call i generally yeah. do believe that uh, but thunder her business is not done in aw i'm sure after this because we can't forget she's an nwa contracted star she has various independent bookings but i think brit might just pick this one uh, with the help of Reba. Um, Robbie, Britt, Thunder, very quickly, who you got? I will go with the dentist, Britt. As, as you said, they're very close. They, I could see them going down the route of having Thunder win. Yeah. Like they kind of did with Swole, which is almost a swerve, kind of, and they had the face go over. But agree with Connor, Britt, I think Britt should be pushing for the title. Yeah. She's the most talented one in there. I'm sorry she is, out of all of them in the ring and on the mic. She, she is quality, so they need to do more with her, in my opinion. And yeah. Beating a former champion in Thunder Rosa is a perfect step in the right direction. Absolutely right. Now we come to uh, the penultimate match, uh, Jurassic Express taking on FTR. Now, I'm boldly going for Jurassic Express here, lads. I don't know about you two, but I just feel like I love FTR, don't get me wrong, but I think they've always been pushing this idea that Jurassic Express are a future tag team to be taken very seriously in AEW. I think a win against former tag team champions would do just that. And I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see uh, Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy Jack get the dub in this one. Uh, Connor, could we see a bit of an upset here? Yeah, FTR need a massive reboot. I know you said you're a fan at the moment. I just think they're a little bit stale. They haven't really kicked on the way I was hoping they would when they joined. Um, I'm a massive fan of Tully Blanchard, but I don't think he should be with FTR. I think FTR would be fine on their own. I think Tully should focus on someone like a Sean Spears because I think they're fantastic together. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go with you, Andy. I think everyone loves Jack Perry. They see him as, as, as a future star. Luchasaurus is, is great as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you and I think Jurassic Express will take the win. Robbie, what say you? Totally agree. Uh, Jurassic Express. Have the baby faces go over. FTR, yeah, I did love it when they came back, but they have gone a bit. It's still, I agree with Connor. They're kind of just there. They talk about wanting to get the belts back, but we all know they're not going to get the belts back, are they? Especially off the Young Bucks. So, um, yeah, Jurassic Express are kind of the future, aren't they? And it would make zero sense for me if they lost this match. So, I agree with you boys on that one. 
Lovely stuff. And finally, to close out NXT, New Year Smash, the TNT title, as Connor, you rightly mentioned earlier. You mean AEW, Andy, you said NXT there by accident. Did I apologise to the people listening at home? I, uh, there's so much on my sheet of paper here. I, I, I know, so much... mate. There is a lot. Yeah, shut up, Rob. I can see you smiling. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Uh, but no right you are the new tnt title design as you rightly said connor which i look forward to seeing actually i love a i love a new belt design the old tnt title was very nice but uh i I like the decision to retire it after brody's passing i think that was a very nice touch i look forward to seeing the new design i hope it's uh as good as previous one actually i hope it's better than previous ones i just like different wrestling belts i'm a bit of a mark for that but uh darby will defend his title against Brian Cage. Now, in Darby's corner is Sting. In Brian Cage's corner is obviously Taz and probably his entourage as well. Darby's so young and he's so pretty much in the infancy of his reign. I don't really think I can see him dropping it to Brian Cage, who's the FTW champ. Uh, Robbie, could you see Brian the Machine taking the TNT title for Team Taz? Um, Possibly. I don't think he will, due to what you just said, that Derby is very much in the infancy of his first title reign. But I wouldn't lose sleep, actually, if Cage did win. Because I do love Team Taz and mm. lo- love to see them have some legitimate gold, not that stupid <laughs> FCW title, which I'm getting sick of the sight of. But um, I'm going to go with Derby. And there are other people, I mean, I've mentioned Pack and Spears already on the show, that I, I think I'd prefer to see it, them take it off Derby in the future. So I'm going to go with Darby in this one. But I think it'll be um, a brilliant match. I really do. Main event, you would imagine, on mm. the second night. So I'm excited for it. But I'm going to go with Darby in this one. Good stuff. And uh, Connor, what do you reckon? Uh, Big Brian or Darby? You know what? I had Brian Cage until I found out Sting was coming out with Darby Allen, and that 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 to me just means Darby Allen's going to win because right. Sting is one cool geezer. And Indeed. somehow his presence, whatever, he might not get involved, but just his presence at ringside will, will spur young Derby into action. And Derby Indeed. Allen will retain. Or oh, Sting turns heel and joins Team Town. I was literally about to say, oh no, no <laughs> I'd actually cry if he did that. Smack oh, Derby in the head with my t- my, twi- my Twitter would just be constant abuse to Tony Khan if, oh, he, dear. if he yeah. decided to do that. They do look um, cool together, don't they? Darby and oh, Sting. Gotcha. It's they just Sting's look- music and yeah. the snow and the way it's he the presentation out. of Sting. It's he's just, just so yeah. cool. He's so yeah. cool. He's very cool. I think he, he is helping Darby a lot. He's going to help Darby become more of a legitimate champion, I think, which he, they do need to do. I think there are a lot of people... That kind of mentioned that use him, use him more. Him. Don't have him sat in the stands watching the whole time. Oh, they Get will. Involved. They will. Really? Uh, they, Derby's I know they will. Getting pushed for bigger and better things, and uh, the win against Andy Brian Cage. It. Yeah, absolutely. Should set him on the way, and that is all elite wrestling's New Year Smash. Very much looking forward to it. A two-nighter this Wednesday and next Wednesday on TNT, and uh, yeah, alongside that, Connor on the USA Network, NXT is hosting their very own. New Year's special episode, and I'll take uh, the uh, podcast in your hands. Take it away, my friend. Thank you very much, Andrew. Indeed, it is. It is NXT New Year's Evil, rivaling uh, AEW's um, presentation. And it's hosted. It has a host, boys. NXT love a host, don't they? They had Shotzi Blackheart doing Halloween Havoc. And this one is hosted by our favourite, one, well, one of our favourites, Mr. Dexter Loomis who seems to be loving his drawings at the moment and just stares into 
into people's souls. I don't know but without further ado, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, but they've done it. And I think it's going to be fun. He'll get yeah. involved somehow. They'll have some sort of, you know, someone will look up at him or say something wrong and he'll get up in their face. I'm looking very forward to see what he does. Without further ado, let's get straight into the card, boys. No mucking about because I want to get onto the power five. I think it'd be nice to, to do at the end. Um, first match that I, I've, I've, can't, I've got written down here is um, Karrion Cross versus Damien Priest, uh, believed to be just a normal an all match. Karen Cross obviously made his return um, a couple of weeks ago. Scarlet came out, uh, basically had a spiel with Finn Balor. Damien Priest came out and said, well, you know, maybe you should stop doing your boyfriend's work and get him to come out here. And Karen Cross came out and absolutely murdered him, which was very fun to see. And then this week, they had a nice little, little tussle, ended up both of them being murdered with Scarlet sat there <laughs> laughing at both of them, which I thought was, if I was Karen Cross, I'd be a little bit annoyed. I'd be like, hang on a second, Scarlet. Hey, you're with me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Come on, come and help me. Don't sit there and laugh at me. And she just laughed at both of them. Right, boys, I'm going to kick it off. Um, Carrying cross for me. I don't see it in any other way. Absolute beast. He's going to come back, run straight through Damien Priest, and eventually he'll get his shot at his, taking his title back. Andy, do you agree with me or do you disagree? 100%. No, no, no time need to spend on this. You, if, if Karen Cross loses, that would be the stupidest decision. I unless there's some sort of way around it, there's there's no other alternative than Karen Cross to beat Priest. Uh, I like Priest, but he's he has felt slightly... Actually, to be fair, this, this, this mini-fuse has rejuvenated Priest for me because when he was doing his sort yeah, of trio lost, thing... With, he, he did. He was slightly lost. Never felt quite as the North American champion. It, it, quite it was more... Level. Like you said, with that trio thing, it was more focused on Gargano, wasn't it? It was more about yeah. Gargano, that kind of thing. And, and kind of rough. Just got a bit lost in it. And rough, yeah. Yeah, so it has to be cross for me. He's come back. He was the champion before he got injured, so he has to win yeah. for me. And I love the whole sort of partnership with Scarlett. I think they work very, very yeah. well together. Um, and, and that. Rob, do you agree with me and Andy? Yeah, fifth, Damien Priest lie. I think Cross might kill him. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Part of me would like to see him absolutely squash Priest. Because I, I do love Damien Priest, but Karen Cross is just an absolute monster. Mm. And I want people to realise how much a monster he is. And Finn Balor should be very, very scared of him because the man is a machine and he will be gunning for that title not too long, which we all want to see. Yeah. We all want to see a Finn Balor carrying cross match in the day. Finn Balor D possibly, but um, yeah. it's got to be cross in this one. I agree. Um, with him beating Keith Lee before, I mean, you don't just yeah. beat Keith Lee if they don't have plans for you. Um, and then obviously the injury hampered him, unfortunately, he had to give up the title. Um, so, yeah, I think we all agree on that one. So, clean sweep on that. Right, boys, um, the second one, I wasn't actually going to take much time on this, but after what happened on NXT, I feel I should. It's uh, the NXT, NXT Cruiserweight Championship match uh, between Santos Escobar and Gran Metalik. Now, this was very interesting, wasn't it, boys? Um, Santos Escobar came out with his, his posse to the ring, started doing his... His little talk, and all of a sudden, Andy, your favourites appeared. <laughs> the Lucha House Party minus Kalisto, uh, Grand Metalik, and Lense Dorado came out, got in the faces of um, Santos Escobar and his crew, and then went on to win that tag match, which resulted in Grand Metalik getting a, a shot at Santos Escobar's title. Andy, is there any chance uh, Grand Metalik upsets the champ? No. What I will say, though, is actually they got some, they're got getting some TV time, to be fair. They got some TV time on Raw, I think, this week. Or was it SmackDown? I can't remember. Uh, but they got some TV time. And it was nice to see them. My only thing is that I think they've probably run out of people to, for Escobar to beat now. And for me, the, the Cruiserweight title still does feel like an afterthought a lot of the time. Uh, they always put on decent matches, don't get me wrong. And Grand Metalik will produce a good match. I know he will, because he's a good talent. And um, 
this will hopefully give him some traction and help him step out of the shadows of his of his teammates. But uh, there has to be Escobar for me. There's been not enough build-up to warrant a title change. And they're on the Raw brand, aren't they, Luke Charles Party? So it would be odd yeah. for him to suddenly win an NXT title. On that, Andy, you're very right. I mean, you're kind of running out of people to challenge Escobar. And, yeah. I, and I thought, you know, we've seen a new... I mean, I know, I know Escobar's beaten... Swerve Scott on on a couple of occasions, and it would be weird for him to have another match with him. But start to see a different side to Swerve Scott, and I was starting to think, oh, maybe a, a new sort of edge to Swerve Scott would would mean he'd go up against Escobar again, and then he just got destroyed by Bronson Reed. So I don't really think that's going to happen. Um, Rob, back to the match though. Um, any chance Grand Metal picks up the W here and takes the title? Possibly. I find it quite funny if he did. Yeah, it would make me laugh. I won't lie. It, it, I agree with what Andy said. The cruiserweight title does just kind of feel like an afterthought a lot of the time. And I don't think bringing these two into the equation really helps because they're never on television. Yeah, I know they're on Raw, but Raw sucks. So I could appear on Raw. It's not it, Raw's trash, but cover you in glory. I just think it... And it's the fact when they said we're done going after title winners. Well, you've not really ever gone for the tag team belts, have you? Let's be honest. You've been involved at times, mainly because there isn't anyone else half of the yeah. time. Sorry. But I didn't even realise they were on Raw until they appeared last week on Raw and then make an appearance on NXT. But I'm sure it'll be a good match. But I don't really care who wins because that title, I'm sorry. I think Escobar is quite cool. But Yeah, he is. It's unfair, it. really, because he is quite good. He is yeah. good. It's quite just, a cool guy. It's a part of NXT... I, don't have too much interest in no, 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 no. I understand that. I understand that. But um I'll go with Escobar because I said I do think he is quite good and Grand Metalik, yeah, I'd find it funny at the time, but I can't imagine him as a title holder. I really can't. And I don't think that would help make that title any more legitimate by giving it to him. Yeah, I'm with you, boys. I'm uh, Santos Escobar, clean sweep there. Um you talked about sort of Lucha House Party appearing on different brands. I mean the same thing happened with Angel Gaza. So a couple of weeks ago, when um, Big E won the um, oh goodness Intercontinental title yeah. against um, Sami Zayn in that lumberjack match, Angel Gaza was one of the lumberjacks. And then you fast forward to Monday, and he's trying to give a rose back to uh, Charlie Caruso. So I, I think mean, there were already, just... um, there were a couple of raw guys in that lumberjack. Was there? Match. Yeah. I'm not sure just... why. I think to fill up the numbers. I assume seems, but... seems to yeah. be switching around. So. I'm very confused. Anyway, back back to the card. Next match. Now, this is a match I am very, very excited for. It's Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa in a fight pit match. Now, Timothy Thatcher has experience in a fight pit match. He defeated Matt Riddle um, in that with special guest referee Kurt Angle before, just before Matt Riddle um, made the move to SmackDown. And I want to see Thatcher win it again, boys. I'm going to kick off with, with the um, predictions on this one. Um, massive fan of both of them. Um, but I want to see Timothy Thatcher win. He's good. I want to see him win, and um, I'm going to go for him with his experience, but I think it's going to be absolutely brutal. Um, Rob, Thatcher or Champa? Preview, Connor. It has to be Thatcher to me. I think he is extremely underused. Technically, he is one of the best, one of the best in WWE, and deserves a fat old push, in my opinion, because he's losing, which is annoying, and I know how talented he is, but Champa, similar to Gargano, they are brilliant, but it has got to the point of how much more can you do in NXT? That, but you know, Champa always puts on brilliant matches. But I would like to see Thatcher win because I believe he has—he's barely got started in NXT and getting a victory over Champa 
in the fight pit, which will be absolutely brutal. It's just the perfect way to start a push, which I think he fully deserves. But no, no, see, I'll probably go for Champa because he's kind of a boy, isn't he? He is kind of NXT. So, but I, out of who I want to win, I'm going to go with Thatcher. So your prediction's Thatcher, yeah? Yeah, I'm going Thatcher, yeah, yeah. Okay, mate. Uh, Andy? This was actually my hardest one to pick, genuinely, out of the whole card. This was my most difficult one because there are so yeah, many pros and right. cons for each one. Thatcher's on a losing run, really. He doesn't really pick up any big dubs. And you feel like if he was to win this one, that would be a, symb- a sign that, that they're saying, OK, then we're going to go with you and we're going to see how, how far you can go with a singles run. Uh, but then part of me also thinks, well, he's been this match before, he's won this match before, and if he was to win here, maybe they could create, create that as a little gimmick for Thatcher. Like, that's his little match. The fight, mm-hmm. uh, the fight pit match could be his stipulation, like a bit like The Undertaker with Hell in the Cell. Certain match yeah, stipulations yeah. are associated with other guys. But then part of me wants to see Champa win, because he, he came back uh, a bit of a bang. It was great to see him again. I understand he's what Rob's good. saying. He's very he good is. as well. And I'd like to see these guys wrestle a lot more than once, maybe a best of three series. Yeah. And so for the sake of variety, and because I, I'm not convinced that they're convinced about Timmy Thatcher, I'm actually going to go for Champer in this one. So I'm going to go for a Timmy okay. Thatcher win. Uh, I think it would be just an interesting way to hopefully start a bit of a program for these two is, is going against one another. And um, just, just go from there and make it like a best of three series or something like that. We've seen how that can elevate stars uh, in the past. And I think uh, Thatcher would need that. Work with Champa for a prolonged period of time mm. and then see where you are. But for this time, I'm going to go with Champa for the sake of variety. Perfect. Um, that will lead us on to our next match, the only women's match on the card. It is a last woman standing match between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. Now, I think it's going to be absolutely brutal and could rival any of the brutality of the men's last man standing match because we know how uber-talented these two are. Um, Rob, I'm going to start with you because after your comments a couple of weeks ago, there's only really one person you're going for, isn't there? Of course. If she doesn't win, I'm kicking off big time. Be absolutely bloody livid if she loses this. Because she's your next NXT Women's Champion. She's absolutely incredible in the ring. She's going from strength to strength and beating Rhea Ripley in what is going to be an absolute brutal affair. Could go down one of the most brutal women's matches in wrestling history. She's going places in the day and she'll be gunning for that little Eosharai soon. So she better watch herself. But um, it's going to be a, a credible match. It'll be closely fought. But if it's not Gonzalez, I'm going to kick off big time. And I think it makes sense for Ripley to lose because looking at the Rumble um, odds, she's extremely high. And I'm sure she is very much in their consideration in that because I still maintain my stance, which we've held since the summertime, that we think it's time for her to move on even Raw Smackdown and the Rumble would offer the perfect opportunity for her to do that so bowing out in what will be an incredible match and she'll come out of it looking incredible as well I'm sure but she shouldn't win this one makes little sense she's just lost an NXT Women's title match she should lose this as well Gonzalez is the future she's just getting started so um, Gonzalez for me Andy Gonzalez pinned Io Shirai in NXT War Games she started to distance herself from Dakota Kai um, are you are you with Rob? Is there only really one winner in this match? Hundred percent, hundred percent. You do not have a woman like Gonzalez pin the women's champion, the winning pin in a war games match, and not have something planned for her. This is a different Gonzalez, the one that lost to Rhea Ripley uh, a few months ago. Now I can't remember when it was. Roughly, I think eight, uh, it was October time. It's a totally different it person, was. different talent. 
she is uh, definitely is right. I totally agree with Rob. She's going places. She has to challenge Shirai next. And if she is going to challenge Shirai next, there is no way in hell she can lose to Rhea Ripley, who we've all agreed needs something else now because uh, I worry that she might grow a bit stale. And I don't want to see her put too many people over in NXT because that might ruin a bit of her mystique. We've seen her lose the likes of Charlotte Flair. She lost in the War Games match. I wouldn't want to see her lose much more. But this one is necessary as building this new big heel, which Gonzalez fits the bill. And I think she should do a great job. So I've gone for Gonzalez to win the uh, last woman standing match. Yeah, with you boys as well. Bit boring, but another clean sweep. Raquel Gonzalez for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see the match with the Oshirai in the future. I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, and why stop the momentum train now? And um, the final match on the card, the NXT uh, Championship is on the line. Um, again, it's Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. I think we're all... Excited for that after the match that they had last time. Um, Kyle O'Reilly really seems to be stating himself as a singles man. However, I think this is an, a step too far for him. Um, and I think Finn Balor will retain Andy. Um, you know, first of all, kind of a bit tight for time here. So I think we will just stick to the match itself. Um, have you got Finn Balor like me or are you going for a Kyle O'Reilly upset? No, it's, it's, it's Finn Balor for me, purely because I want to see him versus Cross. And I think, as you would, like you said, Connor, it's a bit too far for <laughs> O'Reilly. I'm not sure he's someone you could build a brand around. And that's what your main champion is, is supposedly the person to do that. Uh, you know, Reigns is for SmackDown. Moxley was certainly for AW for a long time. I don't think O'Reilly is that for NXT. He's part of the furniture, but he's not quite the number one guy. So I've gone for Balor. Rob? Yeah, Balor for me, since Randy. He's got their opponents in the pipeline, which we would love to see him face. O'Reilly isn't at the level yet. What I will say is I think he's doing a brilliant job as a baby face. I think he's taken to that role quite brilliantly. Kind of would forget that he was ever a heel, especially with um, the two the conversation the two had on NXT. I thought he came across quite brilliantly. The part where Finn said he doesn't need the awards and O'Reilly going off on one as well. But... Um, yeah, can only be one winner in this one. The issue I have, and I think we mentioned it before we start recording, is that obviously their match at NXT TakeOver 31 was um, match of the year. It'd be tough to beat that, and it probably won't beat that. I'm sure it'll be a very good match. And part of me thinks some sh- shenanigans may go down. I, I don't know why. I just, and I don't know what it will be, but part of me thinks that might happen, mainly because we've already seen it once. I don't know, will the UE get involved with something. I don't quite know, but I'm sure... Pat, Pat, then, Pat McAfee and co. Yeah, something get involved. They're not on the card, are they, at the minute? Obviously, no. Pete, Dunn, Pete Dunn beat Roderick Strong this week in NXT. Yeah. So, you know, Pete so, Dunn... Um, and, and Pete Dunn came out to stake a claim at Finn Balor when Finn Balor kind of yeah. came out to the ring and sort of called people who were up for it. Pete Dunn was one of the first people That's out That's a match well, I, would, so. I would like to see. I'd like to see a Pete Dunn-Finn Balor match. I think that would be a brutal yeah. affair. But, I, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, be thin, thin come the end of the night, but I wonder if something may occur. I well, this is, the, yeah. this is the thing. I mean, I think for Balor to lose would be silly because you've got so many perfect matches. You know, you've got Balor, Cross. You know, we, I, I, I'm like you, Rob, and I'm sure Andy will agree with me. I'd love to see Finn Balor and Pete Dunne at some point. Yeah. And then we got we got the man who's hosting the event, Dexter Loomis. I mean, I'd love to see a Finn Balor versus a Dexter Loomis. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if Dexter Loomis potentially might stake a claim come the end of it. Maybe once Balor wins mm-hmm. and is holding up his title, Loomis is doing a drawing and then the camera could pan up to his drawing and it's Loomis taking the title from Finn Balor or, or something along those lines. And I think for Balor to lose, it'd be silly because I think you've got so many perfect matches. 
um, set up for him. So again, we're going for a clean sweep on Vimbala. I believe the only one we've disagreed on is Andy. You went for Tommaso Ciampa, whereas me and Rob went for Timothy Thatcher. But other than that, we've we've all agreed. We've all agreed, and I think I think there is going to be some sort of shocks in there because I think there's you know there's there's a few matches in there that we think we know the outcome of, and I just feel like they're going to they're going to throw a like a Leon Ruff moment. There's always always, always one. There's always one. Something along those lines, and it's also worth mentioning that the North American title is not on the line on this um, card because it was on the line last week, um, where Gargano managed to break his curse and defend the uh, North American Championship against Leon Ruff. But that is NXT New Year's Evil, hosted by Mr. Dexter Loomis. We will see what happens, Andrew. We will indeed, Connor. Thank you very much for that. And that is your Wednesday night fix. We certainly look forward to those uh, two nights. Uh, the ratings will be very interesting, actually, because this is the first week, um, that, you know, since uh, a good month or so now, since they've had two head-to-head special editions of their weekly shows. The New Year's editions should be a lot of fun. But to close out the show, lads, we're very quickly going to go through our Power of Five. five. Rob, I think we'll start with you. If you can give us your top five wrestlers of the week. I can do, Andy. I'm going off the cuff a bit here, not going to lie, but I have come up with them. So number five, I'm going to go with um, Carmella because she uh, is champion. Yeah, very true. Which would likely indicate that she's going to get a rematch, which I don't have an issue with. I don't have an issue with at all because I think she deserves a rematch because I think she has um, done extremely well since she returns and has taken to this role very well indeed. And yeah, she's my number five. Number four is uh, I've actually got someone on Raw from here for a change, which pains me because it sucks. But um, I've put Keith Lee on there because he has obviously earned himself a WWE Championship title match tonight on Raw. Raw Legends Night, which I think sums up Raw, the fact that they have to bring back Legends. Can I just interject there? I'm so excited for Legends Night. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, me too. But then that's just, uh, Rob's absolutely right. That's just what they do when ratings are down. I know, I know, I know. And it's sad because I fall for it every time. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I watch it, but... I will watch I it. I fall yeah. for it every time. But I'm watching it more because I want to see this WWE Championship match. And I want to yeah. see how it plays out because obviously Keith Lee is one of the names quite tough to win the Rumble. But then I, I feel like he's going to lose the Championship match right before the Rumble. Yeah. So I'm just to see how it plays out. But he's on there because he has earned an opportunity at WWE Championship and he's not been on Raw too long. I still think he's been put pretty poorly, but he's now in the main event frame already and he's an extremely talented wrestler. Uh, number so yeah, he was my number four. Number three is my pick for the Men's Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan, who is now the favourite to win the Men's Royal Rumble as well. And I think he, he will win the Royal Rumble because I think we're going to get Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns main event, and that's what I want to see. But that's by the by. But I love his little bit with Otis and Gable. I think they're brilliant. And yeah. again, not getting any picks at the pinfall and that, and he's building up momentum. He's building up ahead of steam before the Rumble, and that's why I think he's skyrocketed to the top of the odds because I and he hasn't run the rumble as well. When I heard he hadn't won the rumble I was like, ah that that that's an indication. You don't like bring a Charlotte that Charlotte Flair of last year. Yeah, exactly. And um I think there's extreme money in Brian Reigns. The thing for me is that I know I don't want to win the rumble too much, but whoever faces Roman Reigns at WrestleMania I think is gonna lose. So that is why I think going with someone like Brian, who you could build up, the crowd loves him. 
and then you have Reigns beat him on the yeah. grandest stage, which just make Reigns look even more dominant, and everyone would be heartbreaking for Brian because everyone he's, he's won the Rumble. It's kind of a fairy tale story. Talk of him not being in wrestling too long, giving one big title to Reigns, and Reigns denies that. I think just he's brilliant. But yeah, he's my number three. Number two, crap, I had someone. I've forgotten. Oh, the Universal Champion Roman Reigns because he killed Kevin Owens, destroyed the poor man which is just a shame. I love Kevin Owens, but Roman Reigns killed him. Again. Yeah, he killed him again. But I would like to see um, a final match between the two at the Rumble. I know people say, we've seen it twice already, but then I think a third match kind of fits in with the storyline that is the fact that Kevin Owens won't lie down. And the two matches they've had so far have been incredible. So I would like to see one more without bloody Jey Uso getting involved because he's obviously got involved in the matches prior. Number one, because I'm such a softy, I've gone for minus one of the Dark Order. Oh, yeah. Made, made um, Dynamites last week, and the bit where he um, slapped um, MJF on the head, I thought was brilliant. And he's been all over social media, engaging with wrestlers and stuff, and it's been brilliant to watch. He is my number one wrestler of the week. Good stuff. Uh, I'll go next, and then Connie, you can close out the show with your power of five. Number five I've gone for is uh, Eric Rowan, a.k.a. Eric Redbeard. That moment was beautiful. That that was the bit that got me personally, him holding up the sign and just weeping. Just weeping. Seeing a big man like that cry was just very emotional. It, just, uh, it was a very nice touch for them to bring him back into fold. I don't know whether he'll sign for the company. I'm not too sure whether they will, but it was great that they brought him in for that particular show. It was a welcomed uh, moment for sure. Number four, Pete Dunne. I thought his performance on XT was wonderful. That I loved the match with Roddy Strong. And then the little look down uh, on the ramp with Bala was very interesting and I thought yeah as we mentioned earlier I was very happy to see that uh, I'd love to see that match take place I don't know why they, they wouldn't do that you know two great British wrestlers uh, going in on each other uh, I'd be happy to see that number three I've gone for Billy Kay lads we had nothing but love for her on Smackdown she's just very entertaining you know I said this uh, on the previous episode of this uh, podcast that you know with with Billy Kay she, when they removed her and Peyton Royce from being a tag team. I think the idea was Peyton Royce would be the breakout star, but you know what? Billy Kay has gone, all right, I'll pace my advantages, which is comedy, and she's gone on a fantastic run, which I've thoroughly enjoyed thus far. Uh, number two, MGF, purely because he's a brilliant heel. He ripped the, the mask off minus one, and I thought that that's probably too far, but as a heel, he got he got it just back, and uh, as Rob rightly said, the, the kendo stick to the head was wonderful. Uh, and number one of my power of five, as tag teams can be included, I've gone for the entire Dark Order, Anna Jay, Colt Cabana, Ted, and they all had wonderful moments in there, especially Anna Jay. I thoroughly enjoyed her match, and I thought Colt Cabana uh, gave a great account for himself as well, reminding everyone how good he is as well. Uh, and the Dark Order reigned supreme that night, and rightfully so. Uh, so yeah, that is my power of five. Connor, close out the show. I shall do, boys. And there's a couple that I agree with you on there. So number five, I've, I've gone with Robbie's pick. I've gone for Carmella. I think a uh, great win for her. She's inserted herself back into the into the title frame. Looks fantastic. Wrestles well. What's not to love with her at the moment? Number four, I've gone for Mr. Randy Orton. He's just on an absolute bender. Wants to set everyone on fire. <laughs> you know, he's just bender. gone off on one, basically. And I love you love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. That's why I've gone for him. Number three, I've gone for another Raw person. Can you believe it? I've gone for Shayna Baszler. Wow. She's just brutal at the moment, and she's finally seems to be asserting herself as a potential challenge 
for Oscar if Oscar ever decides to defend the Raw Women's Championship because obviously she's in a tag team with Charlotte Flair. Um, for my number two, I've gone for everybody's favourite, Johnny Gargano. Got to give the man credit. He finally broke the duct. Um, a very good win. Um, as much as I'm not interested in Austin Theory being involved in there, I am very interested to see what he does with his wife, Candice, and Indy Hartwell as well. Um, I'm quite a big fan of Indy Hartwell. I think she could be one for the future. And Gargano is Mr. NXT. He produces great matches, and he finally broke his duct. And Andy, I've done exactly the same. My number one is the Dark Order. And the reason it was the Dark Order was because first, I wanted to put John Silver in there. Then I wanted to put Alex Reynolds in there. Then I wanted to put Colt Cabana in there. Then I wanted to put Anna Jay in there. And then I wanted to put number 10 in there. So in the end, I just went for the whole of the Dark Order because it yeah. was impossible to pick one of them out. So for me, Dark Order, and it just showed what fantastic wrestlers are. I also forgot to mention in there, Stu Grayson was excellent yeah. in that tag team match. Some of the moves he was doing was fantastic. And I'm a big fan of Evil Uno, aren't I, Andy? You know, I'm a, you know I like Evil Uno. <laughs> Evil so, <no. laughs> the Dark Order for me hits number one. Good stuff. Uh, I, I do love the power of five, lads. It just gives us all uh, occasion to say what we do enjoy about Wrestling Weekly. And we do get some very different picks as well, which is very important. Uh, but that's it for this edition of Monday Night Gore, our New Year's episode. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gents. Uh, do stay tuned on our Twitter sphere, at Monday Night Gore. That's capital M, capital N, capital G. And next week, lads, we'll be going through the very card that we just predicted, seeing if there were any shocks, seeing if any titles did change hands or... Uh, whether the inevitable happened and carrying cross murders Damien Priest. Uh, that was so, that's just going to happen. But yeah, thank you very much, Robbie and Connor, for joining us. And uh, ladies and gents, do stay safe and we will see you next time. <laughs>